Hey, did you know that four out of five dentists recommend Colgate? And did you know that one out of five dentists have herpes? It's probably the one who doesn't recommend Colgate. He's like who cares about toothpaste? Wear a condom. I just wrote that and it's probably better than any jokes you will hear Gabriel do at the Prairie Bar and Grill in Prairie, Washington, November 20th. He will also be at the Looney Bin in Wichita, Kansas, November 21st to 23. And Heckler's in Victoria, British Columbia, November 29th and 30. For more info and for all of Gabriel's show dates go to GabrielRutledge.com. Now it's time to relax, laugh, and learn nothing. Episode 47 of Happiness Isn't Funny with Gabriel Rutledge starts right now. And now here's your host, Gabriel Rutledge. Check, check, check. Heard it from a friend who... Heard it from a friend who... Heard it from another you were podcasting around... Check, check. Okay, rolling. Uh, I'm in, uh, where am I? Tulsa. Am I being quiet? I feel like I'm being quiet. Uh, sharing the condo here in Tulsa with uh, the hilarious Monica Nevy. She has a podcast with uh, comedian Mike Coletta called Hug Life. Go check that out sometime. Maybe now. Who knows? Um... Anyway, I feel like if I am too loud, she's going to hear me. I don't know uh, why I care, but uh, here we are. <laughs> like, she's going to be like, uh, Gabe, are you podcasting in there? Like, no, just looking at porn. Don't worry about it. Definitely not podcasting. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Tulsa. It's always fun when you get to a, uh, I get picked up from the airport in the, Club managers like, uh, just FYI, we just sprayed for bugs, and so uh, there's been a lot of dead bugs laying around the condo. But uh, I think they got them all vacuumed up. <laughs> Great! Looking forward to the week. But guess what? I think they got them all vacuumed up. I haven't seen anything. No, I saw one. Um, alive. Looked like a baby cockroach. Um, and it's not alive anymore. I, I killed it. I'm sorry. Baby cockroach, cockroach, baby cockroach, cockroach. That's hard to sing. Um. Yeah, shows have been okay. Shows have been okay here in Tulsa. Uh, just I don't. You know, I've been known to have an alcoholic beverage on occasion. Um. So I kind of get it, but I just. I just can't believe how dumb people get when they drink. I just can't imagine going to a comedy show and just yelling shit to the person performing. I just can't. I've literally, look, I've been too loud in a bar or a restaurant when I've been drunk. Um, I probably told too many people I loved them when I've been drunk. But you just go to a public performance and be like, no, never. Don't get it. Uh, I was on stage for uh, less than a minute last night, just trying to get into some of my jokes. And, uh, you know, I was like joking that 
you know, I'm worried about being underdressed. Uh, let me look around and see how he looked. And this guy in the crowd was like, terrible. Then some other lady started yelling about how I didn't look like my picture did on the club's website. This is how the show started. I'm always worried about being underdressed when I perform comedy. Let me take a little look around and see how I did. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's early, sir, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and your cocaine sunglasses indoors. I don't need your shit right now. <laughs> You're too honest, sir. Rhetorical question of how do I look? Do like, oh, you want a fucking answer? I'll give you an answer. I can't dress nice with this hair and beard. I've tried. Can't pull it out. <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? I said you don't look like this on stage. Alright, there's going to be a lot of thoughts you're going to have tonight. <laughs> you don't need to share all of them. I'm just going to put that out there. Maybe you guys haven't been to a comedy show before. I really am getting that sense right now. If the comedian brings something up, you guys buckle up, because there's a joke coming. And then you listen, and then you laugh or don't. Those are our choices. You guys are way too involved. I'm two minutes in. The show's already like two guys walking to a bar. You guys are like, my uncle owns a bar. Is that helpful? You look like shit, your hair's longer. I know, I, I, you're right, you didn't say that. I know, they, they used an old picture of me when I had less hair and more hope. You guys did a little drinking before you got here, huh? It's all right. It's your birthday? Anyway, uh... means your parents fucked on Valentine's Day. Thanks for coming. <laughs> no shame in that. A couple of romantics. I always fuck the day after Valentine's Day when it's cheaper. <laughs> couple of thoughts on that clip. Uh, one, I need to swear less. This is getting ridiculous. When I'm doing my act, I can swear or not swear. I'm more organized about it. Once I go off script, what a potty mouth. Fucked on Valentine's Day. That's vulgar. Made love on Valentine's Day. Uh, also, I don't know what... Uh, I'm not really sure what cocaine sunglasses are. He just had some, like, mirrored, bejeweled sunglasses. And... Uh, that's what's kind of fun about comedy is you just yell shit and people laugh, hopefully, but <laughs> nice cocaine sunglasses, sir. That's not a thing. No one says that. No one's ever called sunglasses cocaine sunglasses, but they all laughed. Uh, drunk birthday lady was right, though. They The club did put up a, 
they have an old picture of me on the website uh, with short hair. Uh, and they also, for like a sample clip, you know, like this is coming up. This is what he looks like, which is not what I look like anymore. And then uh, this is, you know, if you want to watch their comedy, there's like a video clip. They put up my entire 54-minute, what used to be a DVD, a 54-minute YouTube video as a sample of what you can expect at this show, which is just, that's overwhelming. Don't, if I was thinking about coming to the club and I clicked on a video and it was 54 minutes long, I'd just be like, no, it's, we're good. It's too much. My favorite thing, because this Looney bands are kind of infamous for uh, <laughs> having old headshots. In fact, it was like three or four years ago, I sent uh, the the owner of all four of the Looney bands. I sent him an email, and I'm like, I, you guys got to stop using this headshot. It was like this old black and white, super old headshot. And they were using my super old bio that didn't have any, like, you know, no comedy festival wins or TV credits or anything. So I sent him, uh, yeah, I sent him an email and I'm like, here's some new headshots. Please use these. Please use a new bio. And so <laughs> he sent it, I guess, to the webmaster, whoever's in charge of their websites. And, uh, <laughs> and I guess they copied and pasted the new bio under their website but they accidentally copied and pasted part of the email in my bio. So it's like, you know, who's coming to the club? Gabriel Rutledge, a picture. And then the bio says, Gabriel would like a new bio uh, and new headshots for the website. Thanks, Jeff. And then two lines under that, it was like, you know, Gabriel is the winner of the Seattle International Comedy Competition. You know, so they just copied and pasted part of the email into the bio, and I didn't even say anything. I was just like, you know, <laughs> that's what I get for complaining, I guess. But uh, that was pretty hilarious. Like, oh, honey, let's get tickets. This guy, uh, this guy seems funny. He's pressuring people to write and use his new bio. If only there was a 54-minute video we could watch. To determine if he's funny or not. A lot of phones were ringing uh, during my second show Friday last night too, which uh, you know I guess if you're drunk you you <laughs> you don't hear the part where they say turn your phones to vibrate or whatever. So uh, yeah, cocaine sunglasses phone went off of course. She gets to my bed. Oh. Oh. Easy. Don't make, the, don't make the elementary school principal's office noise. The man's phone went off. Ooh. <laughs> it's probably a sunglasses dealer. <laughs> Calling from a kiosk. At least uh, Cocaine Sunglasses guy, uh, when his phone went off, he didn't answer it. Because then, like, five minutes later, uh, another dude, like, second row, he answered it and just had a full-on conversation for at least two minutes. Uh, and I, you know, I talked over it. And then when I was done with, you know, the bit I was doing, I was just, uh, 
annoyed. Sir, hang up the fucking phone. I mean, it's one thing to have it accidentally go off. To fucking answer it? Who raised you? Hold on, I'm at a comedy show. No big deal. skills is uh, clearly dealing with drunk people, uh, you know, trying to keep their attention, responding to hecklers, that kind of thing. It's funny because I did, it's, that's one of the skills I have to offer my children as their father. Uh, but you can't really teach it. Just in the same way that, like, you know, my dad, uh, still does but you know when i was a kid you know he built everything fixed everything and passed none of it on to me you know my entire childhood i just he was fixing something and he'd be like hand me the seven eights and i would panic because i didn't know what that meant and, you know uh and i feel it uh it's a little bit of the same thing my son was telling me that someone at school i mean not exactly bullying but someone at school for some reason Every time he sees uh, Johnny in the hallway, he says, "Hey, did you drop your chode?" Which I don't, I don't even know what that means. It's very confusing. But as soon as my son said that to me, like, "Yeah, he's always like, did you drop your chode?" I was like, "You should say, yeah, it fell on your mom." And then you know, my son Johnny just looks at me like, "Well, why would you?" That's rude. Why would I bring the person's mother into it? <laughs> Which is pretty much the equivalent of me going, oh, what's a seven-eighths? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I wish I could teach my children to have a little more uh, fuck you in them. Um, but it's more, uh, so far, if someone's mean to them, they just uh, look at them like, why would you not recognize the value of kindness what's wrong with you uh i don't know it's not i don't think my son johnny gets bullied but he's quiet and so i think some of the other kids like to like say weird shit to him to try to get some sort of reaction uh, which uh he doesn't feel like it's bullying but uh so i guess i'll believe him but uh, you know because it's not like you know it's not I don't know what you think bullying is. Just, you know, no one's saying mean shit to him. No one's uh, dunking his head in the toilet, anything like that. It's just like, hey, let's say weird shit to this quiet kid. I don't know what he says when the guy says, uh, have you dropped your chode today? I think Johnny said I used to, <laughs> I used to say like, well, that doesn't even make sense. 
Which, uh, that's a good point. It doesn't. That's the peak of uh, high school humor. High school boy humor, by the way. <laughs> Did you drop your chode? I'm like, ah, good one. Good one. Hello. This is a commercial word for Anchor Podcast, the easiest way to host your podcast. Um, if you don't have a podcast, congratulations. You probably have an enjoyable life full of friends, family, and fun. Uh, but if you do have a podcast, um, I'm sorry, and you should use Anchor Podcasts. Uh, it's easy. It's free. Uh, they distribute everything for you. They give you sponsorship, which apparently is just talking about Anchor. I guess that's their sponsorship, but I don't want to brag, but I make, you know, maybe six bucks a month doing this, so worth it? Of course it is. Uh, go to anchor.fm or the Anchor app. We now return to another riveting episode of The Rutledges. I was thinking about my own time in high school uh, recently. Uh, just like sometimes stuff happens when you're a kid and you as you remember it. I almost said re-remember it. <laughs> I mean, re's already in the word remember. Uh, uh, sometimes I re, re, remember it, and uh, you think about it in, like, adult terms. Like, Ray Romano? Uh, Deborah? God, I'm good at impressions. Uh, he had this bit, I'm not going to look for it, but he had this bit that I thought was so hilarious, talking about rewatching The Breakfast Club. And not identifying with the kids anymore. He identifies with the principal. Like, oh, poor guy had to come in on his Saturday. Deal with these shits. Uh, and it's... <laughs> it is... that's it was a, It's a great joke. And it really... Uh, I was thinking about that because I... Um, I know you guys already think I'm a rebel. But I was kicked out of my high school newspaper. Uh, it was called Outlook. I mean, it was called a high school paper, but it was about a six-page pamphlet. Uh, and I think when I was a junior, uh, when I was dropping chode age, uh, that's when I was in it. And one of the things, this is what happened. Okay, one of the things we had to do is there would be like, a, I don't know, an Ask the Students segment or whatever. And I don't know, I think I think what we ask the students is for, like, their favorite joke or something, like a short joke. And so, like, each person in Outlook, the high school paper, the journalism class, we had to get, like, ten responses each. And then the editors would pick through and, you know, pick some of them to put uh, in the school paper. And so I did it with – I'm not going to say the other guy's name, but – it's funny because this guy actually went on to be a journalist and a writer and uh, actually wrote an article about me once a long time ago. Um, but uh, so we did it together. We went, you know, let's get 20 of them. We'll just go together. We went, you know, walked around during class to some steady halls and whatever. Uh, we just asked a bunch of people for their response. What's your favorite joke? And then uh, wrote them down, turned them in. Well, one of the jokes that got in was uh, someone said, I can't remember her name anyway, but 
I definitely wouldn't use it. But it was like, oh, let's see. I'll make up a fake name. Let's say the name is uh, Sally Salerson. <laughs> I'm tired. That's about as creative as I am right now. Sally Salerson. Uh, so, the, you know, what's your favorite joke? And this guy said, uh, what's the difference between Sally Salerson and a jar of mayonnaise? And I'll be up. Honestly, I don't remember what the punchline was, but it was basically like a joke about how promiscuous Sally Salerson was. It was, you know, we didn't use the term then, but it was like slut shaming. Um, and, you know, I didn't think of anything about it. I just, I got my 10, turned it in, and then they ran it in the school paper. By name. Like, what's the difference between Sally and a jar of mayonnaise? And again, I don't remember the punchline, but it was like, oh, wait, you know what? I think I'm combining stories. It wasn't it. It wasn't the mayonnaise thing. That was a different terrible story, I know. That, I think maybe the question was, if you were going to leave Santa something besides milk and cookies, what would it be and why? I'm going to call my historian. Hey, you know the the uh, the Outlook thing I got kicked out for? Yeah. Was it something to do with mayonnaise, or was it what would you leave for Santa besides milk and cookies? And he said someone's name. Hot one. So there was no mayonnaise. No, there was no mayonnaise. Oh, I made it worse in my head. Yeah. All right. Thank you for being my historian. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Okay. It's been confirmed. Uh, I did a, uh, life Google search with my, uh, with my wife. Uh, so yeah, I made it worse. <laughs> I made it, I made it worse. So we, the question we had to ask people was if, you know, if you, if you were going to leave something for Santa besides milk and cookies, what would it be and why? This person said, uh, I would leave Santa Sally Salerson because even Santa needs to have fun. I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. Still slut-shaming, but less gross than the story I remembered. So, obviously, <laughs> uh, Sally and her parents were not happy that this is in the school paper. You know, some fucking jock trying to say how slutty someone was because they probably wouldn't have sex with him or however it goes down. So, uh, but what I really have been thinking about is like okay look in hindsight i wish i hadn't even turned it in but i was just thinking hey here's one one down i got nine more to go but the editors decided to put that in and the editors were also children they were in high schoolers but how about the teacher it's a six-page pamphlet you can't read through the thing to make sure there's nothing that could get you fired he, he's like yeah that's fine Santa does need to have fun. Like, what? That's that's bananas. Like, I think he scapegoated us to try to keep his stupid job. Uh, So, yeah, obviously there was a big, you know, there was trouble. And we got called into the principal's office. And uh, the other guy got the uh, 
responses with the other guy in the class. He, they, you know, he got kicked out of the class, and then I went in, and uh, I think the principal was trying to give me a way out, the vice principal. But, uh, like, he wanted me to be like, oh, I, that was the other guy. I had nothing to do with it. But I was like, yeah, I don't know. We both got the responses together. Uh, so I guess whatever you did to him, do it to me. And he's like, all right, you're kicked out too. So I got kicked out of, uh, Outlook. Wasn't a big deal. I had to take steady haul for the rest of the trimester or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I've I've been thinking about that because one, like that's, if I read that about my kids, you know, when my daughters are in high school, I'd be fucking pissed. And then the other part of that is, uh, I'm not really sure it was the kid's fault, person in charge of the class. Even Santa needs to have fun. So stupid. Anyway, that like I said, that other guy went on to become a journalist and a writer. Uh, I went on to uh, misremember the story. Uh, the vice principal went on to remodel our house years later because they became a contractor. Um, but I'm sure that that story, that thing being in the school newspaper, is a bad memory for Sally. Do you know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ. That's, uh, that's kind of bad. And uh, I do feel bad for my part in it. Um. I mean, the kid who said it, the kid we got the quote from, was probably like, I can't, I can't believe they put that in there. This is awesome. I'm sure he got in some sort of trouble, too, but it's not like he got suspended from school or anything. But, uh, yeah, that's not really a fun story, now that I've said it, but it's just, uh, you know, we weren't all in the breakfast club, okay? Well, some of us were in band. <laughs> And some of us got kicked out of Outlook. Uh, I'm going to wrap this shit up. I'm tired. I'm not physically tired. I'm emotionally tired. I've just uh, been in the middle of a lot of travel. I already know I'm sleeping an hour or two tonight and flying home. And I mean, I feel like I've been traveling a lot in my life, and especially lately. But uh, I've had some real confirmation of that because, first of all, uh, one of the Southwest ticket agents was like, hey, I haven't seen you in a little bit. How are... Like, apparently I know Southwest Gate agents now. We're friends. Uh, and also when I uh, was going through uh, security, the TSA guy was like, back again? Holy shit. I have back again travel status? Is that better than uh, pre-check? Is there a back again line I can go through where... They just wave me through. Also, on my shuttle ride to the airport, uh, there was like a real friendly guy just chatting up everyone. And I was actually thinking, like, you know, it's sure it's 4.30 in the morning, but I should be more like this guy. He's friendly. Where's everyone going? How's it going? Got to get my coffee. Just making small talk. I'm like, ah, I should be more chatty. And then he said he was going to a convention. And then the woman he was talking to said, what kind of convention? And he said, uh, Flat Earth. Going to my Flat Earth convention. And then he said, hey, 
there was just a, a, a mock trial where people presented evidence about flat earth versus round earth and flat earth one. So there you go. The evidence is in. But I'm also like, you don't, you don't get to enjoy aeronautical science and engineering and be a flat earther. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't get to fly up in an airplane and take advantage of the best technology humans have come up with, one of them. Uh, I'm just saying, if you're going to go to the Flat Earth Convention, you should take the bus. Wheels on the Flat Earth you love so much. Although he was taking Spirit Airlines, so that's as close to the bus as you get in the sky. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be done. I have two more shows tonight here in Tulsa. More drunk people to talk to. And uh, thank you so much for listening. No, you. I don't mean you like everyone listening. I mean you specifically. You look good today. You're a good person. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, this podcast is free and it's worth it. Talk to you next week. Thank you.